Welcome to Raise the Line with Osmosis.org, seeking solutions with leading experts on how to increase healthcare capacity so people can get the care they need during the COVID-19 crisis and beyond. I'm Dr. Isha Desai. The U.S. was facing a shortage of one million nurses before the pandemic, a problem that's likely to get worse by an expected exodus of nurses from the profession over the coming year. Now, as they scramble to find permanent replacements, a growing number of hospitals are turning to a hiring platform called Incredible Health, which matches their needs with the right nurses and basically shortens the hiring process. Dr. Iman Abouzaid, the co-founder and CEO of Incredible Health, is here today to explain how the system works and to discuss her take on the healthcare workforce challenges emerging from the pandemic. Trained as a physician, she transitioned to a career in product management at health tech startups before launching Incredible Health in 2017. Thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you so much for having me. So your background is fascinating. I'm I'm so curious to kind of maybe rewind a bit and learn what got you interested in medicine uh, in the first place. I'm from a family of doctors. I think that's what gets a lot of us interested in medicine. Uh, both my my dad and my two older brothers are surgeons, and they also practice. Uh, and so when it was time to figure out what to do, I was like, okay, let me just do what they did and went into medicine. Um, during med school, I actually realized that one-on-one patient care, it's great. It's wonderful. And I think working as a doctor is a great career, but I really wanted to have impact on larger scale. And that was hard to do with just one-on-one patient care. And uh, that was one of the reasons I eventually transitioned to technology, because the amazing thing about technology is you can, you can write some code and it can have an impact on hundreds of thousands or millions of people. Uh, and so I always strive to have like a big, bigger impact after med school. So was, was that change, you know, moving from the clinical side to the business side of, of healthcare, was that difficult or was that challenging in some ways? Well, it was challenging in some ways and my dad wasn't super thrilled with my decision, <laughs> but the actual transition itself wasn't too bad. Um, I went into management consulting as a next step after medical school, doing you know impossible operations and strategy at places like McKinsey. Then I, I did my MBA out, out at Wharton uh, at UPenn in Philadelphia, which was a great experience and got me even more exposed to entrepreneurship. Then moved out to the Bay Area, and that's really when I got into health tech startups. And um, I, I joined an early stage healthcare technology company as a product manager. And that's really where I learned to work with software engineers and data scientists and designers and what it takes to launch a software product and, and, and grow a business uh, in, in healthcare and in health tech specifically. So I'm curious, you know, you, you obviously went through medical school, you got an MBA, you've been working with uh, startups, and you, you spoke about coding. You, you basically had to learn maybe three, four, five, six times as much as your as, as you initially set out to learn, maybe uh, to get your MD, what has it been like kind of learning a whole new vertical uh, from scratch, not just once, but multiple times in your professional journey? I mean, that's a great question. Honestly, it's it's very exciting to me and very motivating to learn and to grow, grow skills. I, I, I often say that there's usually, there's only one of three things you can truly optimize for in your career. Number one is cash, just run after cash as much as you can. The second is uh, skills and learning. And then the third is lifestyle. And each job only truly optimizes for one of those. And you're going to compromise on some of the other two. I think I'm someone who really thrives and optimizes on skills and learning. And high growth startups and early stage healthcare technology and, and like really optimizes for that. And that's something that I've pursued and, and just is very motivating to me. I've never, ever heard it laid out that way. Let me see if I got this right. So money, 
skills and learning, and the third category was was lifestyle. Right. Uh, is that right? Correct. So if you want lifestyle, you should go work at Google or you know a big company where you're you're clocking in, clocking out, nine to five. But you know it's really eleven to three. <laughs> They're actually doing real work. Uh, so that's optimizing lifestyle. Cash is some of the finance professions. You know, to some extent, some of these larger public tech companies too. Uh, but you're absolutely going to compromise on skills and learning because they're they're just not moving as fast, right? And then the third category is skills and learning. And if you start a company or if you join an early stage company, you're absolutely optimizing for skills and learning. So I, I'm imagining that a lot of the HR folks in the audience maybe just kind of perking up their ears, specifically the ones at Google. But I'm <laughs> I'm curious to know uh, when when you hire, you know, how does that that fit into your hiring? set of questions like what kind of folks do you like to hire at incredible and um and how do you suss out people that are like-minded and want exactly what you just said skills and learning yeah it's it's a great question i mean we have a a very clear set of values at incredible health that we documented and wrote down when we were just two co-founders frankly we're now a team of 65 and growing and the values are really the operating system of the company and they're how we work together uh, they're also certainly part of hiring. They're part of employee onboarding. They're part of performance management too. And just to name a couple of them, you know, one of them is commitment to learning. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so does that individual have that intellectual curiosity? Are they committed to learning and continuing to improve? Um, another one is customer obsession. Do whatever you can to delight customers. And everyone is accountable to that value, even if you're not in a customer facing role. Another one is speed, move as quickly as humanly possible. One of the main competitive advantages you have as a startup is you can move faster than anyone else in the market. Those are a few examples of, of some of the things that we're evaluating. And, and we, do, we do design interview questions to assess uh, several of our company values. Now, walk me back. You, you mentioned your co-founder, you and your co-founder at some point, I'm, I'm just imagining sitting in a coffee shop or in an apartment or whatever, and, and thinking about kind of this problem that you see in front of you. Describe that problem to me and and how you thought and your co-founder kind of thought that that Incredible Health might be a good solution. Yeah, absolutely. My co-founder is Rome Portlock. He's a software engineer, went to MIT. And so the way we thought about this is, you know, a lot of my, as I mentioned, a lot of my family members, a lot of my friends are practicing doctors, surgeons, so on. And they were often complaining about understaffing. I mean, this is, these complaints have been going on for years and I'd hear them in, you know, family conversations and so on. At the same time, Rome Portlock, my, our, my co-founder, our CTO, he has several family members that are nurses. And they were saying, I'm experienced and I'm qualified. And I apply to 10, 15 places. I usually don't even hear back. And if I hear back, it takes several months. And we're like, okay, this doesn't make any sense because healthcare is the biggest labor sector in the country. It also is the labor sector with the biggest shortages, as you mentioned at the beginning, at the top of this show. And so it doesn't, that doesn't add up. Like people should be hired very rapidly and very efficiently. Uh, once we dug into it, we realized that the the technology, the processes, the tools that hospitals and health systems and healthcare, the healthcare industry in general uses to hire just hasn't really changed since the late 90s. And we just figured there just has to be a better way, a, a faster, more efficient, uh, more scalable way uh, to, to hire. And that's how Incredible Health started. I, I can imagine a less ambitious duo saying, well, wait, you have a nurse in your family. My family members are looking for help. Let's just introduce them and uh, call it a day. <laughs> and so instead, you built this incredible platform. What, what is the experience like for nurses that use your platform? What, what is their day-to-day experience like? Yeah, great question. So Incredible Health, we're the fastest growing venture-backed career marketplace for healthcare workers in the U.S. today. 
And our mission is to help healthcare professionals live better lives and help them find and do their best work. So we care deeply about the experience that healthcare workers are having on the platform. And we're starting, we are starting with nurses. For a nurse on this platform, when they create a profile on the Incredible Health site, they sit back and relax. It's the employers that are applying to them instead of them applying to the employers. So as you can imagine, the nurses absolutely love that experience, right? Because you don't have to do very much <laughs> and it's employers coming to you instead of you, you know, consistently applying and so on. So you can see a lot of our uh, reviews on Facebook and Google, they're publicly available. And, and you can see the, the, the candidate experience on the platform is, is phenomenal. Essentially, they can get their job in 20 days or less. I think our platform average right now is 13 days. And we're talking about a permanent job, you know, with benefits and so on at, at a top employer uh, in the U.S. So it's really a fantastic experience for nurses. So let's say a, a mean of 13 days or a median of 13 days right now for a nurse to get a, a job with benefits. What was the state like, you know, prior to 2017, prior to Incredible, and or what is the state of affairs like for that same metric uh, off of the platform? What, what does your average nurse have to deal with? Yeah, the, the average off platform is 80 days. It takes 80 days on average to fill a permanent uh, nurse position in the U.S. today, particularly one that is specialized or experienced. And that is just too long. And, you know, a lot of that has to do with the fact that there is a shortage, right? The competition for talent is very intense, but there's also a great deal of inefficiency. And there's three key things that we do to really eliminate that, that inefficiency. Number one, we have the employers apply to the talent instead of the other way around. Number two, we've automated the screening of the talent. So we've integrated with databases and APIs and, and, and so on to ensure that we are pre-vetting and pre-screening all talent on our platform and really serving up very high quality talent to the employers. And then the third thing is our custom matching algorithms. For every employer we work with, we are creating customized matching algorithms. So let's say you are a recruiter at, I don't know, Johns Hopkins, right? Or Stanford Healthcare. And you log in, like you don't want to see hundred nurses. Like when you log in, like you don't, you only want to see you know, 10 or 15 that are the exact right fit for you for what you're looking for at that time. Mm -hmm. Same thing for a nurse. Let's say you're a highly sought after ICU nurse or OR nurse. Like you do not want to hear from hundred employers. You want to hear from four or five that are the exact right fit for you. Mm -hmm. And that's what the custom matching algorithms enable. They're enabling a highly customized experience. And so the end results of all that is hiring happening guaranteed in 20 days or less instead of 80 days or longer. And uh, on average, we are saving every single facility at least $2 million in cost savings because they are able to hire faster instead of spending on contract workers or on overtime uh, or on HR costs, frankly, because their units are understaffed. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And so I, I, I kind of uh, jokingly mentioned our HR uh, folks in the audience are going to perk up. But I mean, <laughs> what you're essentially doing is it sounds like creating a mechanism by which by which HR is centralized instead of having to be redone at each hospital and, and oftentimes done not as effectively or maybe as efficiently. Is that right? That's exactly right. I mean, it is HR teams and, and nursing leaders that are the end users of our platform. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, they're very busy too. And they're understaffed themselves. You know, yeah. the average nurse recruiter is trying to fill at a hospital is trying to fill anywhere from 80 to 120 jobs at any given time. And so that is very, very difficult to do if you're all you're armed with is just a job board and you're sifting through all these applicants manually. The benefit of Incredible Health is we're automating the screening and the matching. And so it really is saving a considerable amount of time and effort for these HR teams to, to, to hire in, in a scalable manner and in a much faster way too. And so, of course, you had a lot of uh, growth before COVID uh, hit. Yeah. And now that COVID is here, I'm, I'm curious how it's affected your business model. 
Yeah, COVID has really accelerated our business. I mean, COVID has been terrible for the US healthcare system. It's also been terrible for healthcare workers, which we can talk about in a moment. But for us as a company, it has accelerated us. And what we've seen is very dramatic growth. So we just hit a, a milestone recently, actually. 60% of the best hospitals on the US News and World Report list use Incredible Health. Oh, wow. uh, we've seen, seen very rapid expansion across 14 states uh, where we're live. We'll be in 18 states in a few weeks. We'll be in the entire country by early next year. Um, we work with over 350 hospitals and health systems across the country now, including top ones like Johns Hopkins, like HCA, Stanford, Kaiser Permanente, and Cedar sinai and you know, many, many others. And so we've also seen re- very rapid growth in our revenue. Um, some metrics I can share, like in the last 18 months, so this is looking at pre-COVID. So from you know, fall of 2019 till today, this is now what summer 2021. Over the last 18 months, we've seen a thousand percent increase in our revenue. We've seen an 800% increase in nurses joining our platform and a 500% increase in nurses finding jobs on the platform too. Wow. It's hard to even wrap one's head around a thousand percent increase. I mean, do you, did you expect that with COVID hitting or, or is this sort of like you saw that growth happening kind of anyway on, on during this time and then, and then COVID really didn't slow it down. I, I'm curious if, if the fact that, you know, with much more of a need uh, that, more people churned online to, to kind of staff these positions or was it kind of happening anyway? Yeah, there were a few things that were happening all at the same time when COVID hit. Uh, I think initially when, when COVID first impacted the U.S. in say March 2020, actually we saw hiring slow down, right? Because a lot of surgeries were canceled and, uh, yeah. and you know, hospital executives just didn't know what to expect and then kind of just like they just sort of froze everything. Uh, but within a matter of three months or so, it all came back. And, and in fact, it came back with a, with a pretty intense backlog that they needed to fill. So we've seen a few trends happen in the last, say, 12 months. And, and we, we've published a lot of this data because we, we, we published a COVID-19 study both when the pandemic first hit in March 2020 and did a study again in March 2021. Uh, to see what the impact was a year on. So first, we've seen record-breaking levels of nurse turnover. Uh, which is not good. Um, you know, before COVID, our the national average for nurse turn- turnover was about 18%. It's now gone up to about 21%. As the nurses are leaving the nurse work, the workforce permanently in some cases, like taking advantage of things like early retirement, or they've seen they've also seen record levels of fatigue and burnout, and so they've just quit the profession permanently, which is not great. The other thing that has happened is like demand for nursing has increased by on our platform by gosh close to 200% and in certain specialties like ICU and OR it's been even more than that and you know what's what's driving that demand for nurses is not just covid of course covid is like a, an acute problem that is driving up that demand but our demand for healthcare as a country keeps going up our population is aging and and the demographics of this country are such that the demand on the healthcare system keeps going up and our supply of workers just simply is not keeping up. And so those were some of the key differences that we've seen and, and happy to chat more about the intense levels of stress, anxiety, depression that healthcare workers experienced during the pandemic that also contributed to the turnover. You know, you, you've spoken uh, obviously very eloquently about nursing. I'm curious if Incredible is planning to, to move into allied health professions, other segments of the uh, healthcare field. Yeah, we do have plans to. I mean, our, our goal is to be the category defining market leading company in healthcare labor. And so the truth is we want to take it all eventually, but you have to be very systematic and focused when you're growing a, a high growth startup because you have to ensure customer delight the entire time. Um, so we're very focused on nurses and 
acute care hospitals and health systems right now. Uh, we won't probably won't start adding allied health professions and doctors until next year, likely uh, in 2022 and beyond, because we re really want to um, just make sure this is a phenomenal experience for nurses on the platform, as well as acute care hospitals and health systems. So, you know, we're, we're a teaching company and we love to fill knowledge gaps. And obviously you've worked, as I mentioned at the beginning, like across so many different industries and sectors. I, I'm curious, as you've worked across these different industries, have you seen any interesting pieces of miscommunication or misunderstandings between industries where because you've been able to sit at so many different tables, you were able to kind of act as a translator for maybe medicine to business or business to, to tech? Uh, anything along those lines that you would uh, be able to illustrate for us? Yeah, absolutely. I think one of the superpowers you can have as a founder, especially a founder of a high growth startup, is you can connect the dots. And connecting the dots can be, connect, like you mentioned, connecting the dots between industries. Some of the inspiration around the product, the incredible health product itself, in terms of the how we differentiate ourselves, is very heavily influenced by tech. I mean, the other group of workers in this country that is highly sought after is software engineers. And there are models out there for software engineers that inspired us that we can we can use and, and apply to healthcare workers as well. For example, employers applying to the talent instead of the other way around, right? Mm -hmm. Another another thing that we've really looked at and, and, and benefited from is, is the composition of our team. Um, the, the benefit of having our entire product and marketing team, like the, all of them, do not come from healthcare backgrounds. Uh, they come from fintech. They come from uh, transportation tech. They come from e-commerce and social media, so on. And so, it really, we've really benefited from having the diverse background of mm -hmm. of our team because what those team members are doing is they're pulling best practices, insights from other industries, and applying them to healthcare. And so, that's been a huge benefit to us as well. That makes a lot of sense. I, and I, obviously now there are so many students and, and early career health professionals in our audience, and they're probably listening to you and thinking, oh my gosh, what an amazing journey. How in the world w would I emulate that? Or how could I do something similar to that? W what advice would you give to a, a student coming out of clinical practice today? I mean, just probably the number one thing is the world is your oyster. I mean, the, the amazing thing about living and working in the U.S. is just the amazing range of opportunities that we have at our disposal. If you are willing to work hard and you have a certain set of skills, like you know, healthcare and, or medicine being one, your options are, are, are actually quite wide. And, and, and to always to consider multiple career opportunities and think clearly about what it is that you wanna achieve from your career. I mentioned at the beginning, like how I just wanted to optimize for skills and learning. I also have a value you know, it's just an opinion that entrepreneurship is the epitome of, one of, the, of what you can do with a, a career in business. Now, you might have other values and other goals. And so think about clearly what those goals are, your personal goals for your career, and then work backwards. And what are the steps that you need to take to, in order to get there? And, 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 and the other thing is just to acknowledge that, you know, understand that it's a, it is a long journey. And it does require an intense amount of work. I mean, it, from the time I decided, hey, I want to start a business one day in, in health tech. So the time when I actually did it, that was like a 10 year span um, of, you know, collecting not just skills, but also growing my network, re relocating to the right location and, and, and so on. And so just, just acknowledging that it's a journey and it's a process and, you know, there's no such thing as immediate gratification, frankly, is, is pretty important. One other thing I wanted to mention, just related to, to the topic you mentioned earlier around connecting the dots between industries is, is to just, we need to understand that the world we're operating in is evolving so rapidly. So there's really like a breakdown happening between industries. 
Um, I'll give you an example just from Incredible Health. So in our early days, we were at the place where uh, a nurse finds his or her job. Um, we've really evolved to be the place where they manage their career. And so what that means for us is we offer things like free continuing education for every single nurse in the country completely for free. That's accredited in all 50 states, which they need to renew and activate their licenses. Um, we offer things like free salary estimators. We have a community for nurses embedded in our iOS and Android apps where they can really get advice from each other. And it's an exclusive community just for nurses. So really the way we're looking at this is how can we have a career-long or lifelong relationship with healthcare workers. And that's not just restricted to the hiring product itself. That could be things like education, like community, and like social media, so on, that you can really start to break down these um, sort of artificial boundaries in order to, to create a, a, an amazing experience and to drive a, a lot of value for, for users. That makes a lot of sense. And, and I think based on just hearing you speak, it's very clear that you, you care so deeply about the user experience uh, on your platform and thinking kind of critically about what they want and need. Absolutely. I mean, hey, you're, you're a doctor as well. And like, you know, healthcare workers were, they are some of the most overworked and underappreciated workers in this country, uh, hands down, whether a doctor, a pharmacist, a nurse, a physical therapist, whatever. I mean, they are working crazy long hours, and they are usually very underappreciated compared to other, other industries like tech, for example. And so I want our product and our service and our company overall to be creating like delightful experiences for this group of workers, because this is not what this group of workers is, is accustomed to. They don't have lots of amazing products that are delightful. It's actually a very, very narrow set. And so if we can just achieve that, I mean, then, then, I'm, then I'm happy. <laughs> And probably your family as well, since they're all in the in the field and probably have uh, have found delight in your product also. Yeah, absolutely. Well, listen, thank you so much for sharing your story. What, what an incredible journey you've been on uh, and for sharing that wisdom with us. Thank you so much for having me. This has been fun. I'm Rishi Desai. Thanks for checking out today's show. Remember to do your part to flatten the curve and raise the line. We're all in this together. For more information on how you can help raise the line and flatten the curve, go to osmosis.org slash COVID-19. If you like this podcast, please share it on your social channels. You can also subscribe to the series and check out all of our podcasts at osmosis.org slash raise the line podcast.